Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 572 for the 28th of Sivan in a regular year. So today's episode is going to be really interesting. So today is kind of a a, a, a continuation, really, of, of yesterday's episode. And the topic that we've been discussing and trying to grapple with is this idea of how when we talk about God, when we refer to God, when we reference God, especially in terms of his attributes, there's a tendency, which is very normal in humans, to refer to ourselves to anthropomorphize God and this isn't just something that we do like just on our own we actually see that the bible does this that our prayers do this that we see often there's references to God's attributes God's kindness God's wisdom God's hand even God's eyes like there's a lot of references to God that seem very human in a certain way and you know anybody who's like slightly sophisticated at least in their understanding hopefully understands that it's not that simple obviously and that it's like god is not just like a bigger version of us he's not just like a a, a very 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 holy rabbi you know or something like that it's the, it, god is something really really different and it's often explains that why is it that we refer to god in these anthropomorphic ways it's really just to help us have some kind of understanding of him some way that we can relate to him we've also spoken about in chasidus uh elsewhere in previous episodes about this idea that really the way to think about it is really to flip the whole thing around on its head in the sense that like we the the tendency that humans have is to look at our hand for example and say okay well I have a hand so this is a hand right and then there's God and we talk about God's hand so when I think about God it's like okay so God has he might not have an an actual hand obviously because we know that he's not human so he has like something like a hand so it's like I kind of have a hand I have a hand I have an actual hand and God has something sort of like a hand but what Hasidus does is it flips this entire thing on its head and it says that this hand that you think you have that you're so sure that you have don't be so sure about it because in fact it's actually a very imperfect mirror image of God's hand and God's hand is the ultimate hand God's God is the concept of hand, handness and it's not only God has a has the ultimate hand but God has the ultimate attribute of mercy of judgment of severity of kindness of wisdom all these things these words that we relate to in our own very anthropomorphic self-referential way they're all extremely imperfect when it comes to understanding what these words really mean like we're, we're really limited to our own understanding of it we gave the example yesterday of a child that if you give a child a, a present often they like the box better than the toy so it's like they're limited in their understanding of value they have this like very limited conception of the world where they think that the cardboard box which costs like two cents at the store is more valuable than the present itself they don't they have no concept of the value of that present so for us 
us, it's even more so. It's vastly more different of like when we try to understand God's attributes, they're so vastly different than our own that we, we really can't even conceptualize them. So today's episode is really going to focus on specifically one attribute of God, which is, and and one attribute within humans, which is where we left off yesterday, which was really the focus of of the second half of yesterday, which is the attribute of chokhmah, the attribute of wisdom, and really talking about it and coming to understand how when we think about the idea of wisdom and we think about how high wisdom is that in yesterday we spoke about how wisdom is really the the initial source it's the highest of all the attributes within a person for god it's like it's it's not that high it's not as high as we might think that it would be so one thing that i think is really interesting and something maybe to keep in mind as we study these concepts and something that might lead to a certain level of frustration, which I know it does for me sometimes. So I'm kind of maybe sharing this with you guys and maybe some of you could relate to this, is that a lot of Chabad Chasadis centers around this idea that we we use our minds and this is very intellectual stuff if you've been following along. Like there are a lot of technical details, a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts, a lot of philosophical, like it really, learning Chasadis stretches the mind in a, in, a, in many ways right? Like forwards and backwards and in all kinds of different ways. And we're trying so hard to understand what it is that we're learning. Like maybe you listen to these episodes a few times in order to really get the idea. I know when I learn these, these, um, entries, these Tanya entries, sometimes I have to go over it two times, three times, a few times until I can really, really come to understand what it is that the altar is trying to teach us. But then paradoxically, it's like when you finally feel like you have a little bit of a grasp on what it is that we're learning here, the the conclusion of what it is that we're learning is that we actually can't understand it, that it's actually something that's beyond our understanding. So it's this weird kind of paradox that we grapple with throughout Chassadas is that we expand our minds to the point and we utilize our minds to the point of of their limits, of really trying to understand what it is that we're trying to understand up until the point that we realize, oh, this is not something I can understand at all. This is way beyond my understanding. So it's a it's a really uh, kind of crazy journey that we're on here where we're we're pushing our minds to the limits of trying to understand what is not knowable, what is not understandable. And this is really what the what the Rambam has um instructed us to do when he says that there, there's a mitzvah to his the very first mitzvah that he gives us in his Hilchos Dea is to know God and the explanation for that is that we really have this obligation to try to the best of our ability to try to understand and know God and will we ever get there no we actually won't but the the mitzvah itself is to work on it and is to try to get there so that is sort of the mentality that I think might be useful in understanding what it is that we're going to be learning about today, namely specifically focusing on this attribute of Chochmah and understanding how, what is Chochmah exactly, and which we started talking about yesterday, and we're going to continue talking about today, and understanding how well for a human being, the attribute of Chochmah is their highest faculty, like it's the faculty from which all other of our faculties trickle down and receive their vitality from, from this place of wisdom, quote unquote, which is, again, an imperfect translation of the word Chochmah. But then in terms of God, this level of Chochmah is not that high. There's actually many levels that are way higher than Chochmah. And for God, the God's Chochmah is actually the last step. It's actually the last rung on the ladder. And the, the parallel that we can think about it is when we think about the attribute of 
action for us, the attribute of mice, of 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 doing things. This is like what chokma is for God. So let's get into the text and see how the altar explains this. Maybe he can break it down in a way that's a little bit more comprehensible than the way that I'm explaining it. So, okay. So now again, so the altar is referring back. This is chapter nine of Shariyachur Ve'amunah. And he references back to yesterday's episode to, to chapter eight, where we talked about chokma and about how chokma is that initial stage within a person from which all the vitality flows throughout them, through their bina, their understanding, through their das, which then eventually leads to their emotions, which eventually then leads to thought, which eventually leads to speech, which eventually leads to action. Like there's a progressive chain of events that happens, which all begins with chokhmah. However, when we talk about God, this same chokhmah, which for creative beings is this highest of all, all levels, the beginning of everything, is actually the last level. It's actually the end point of his action, of his maise. Meaning to say that we can think of chokhmah, God's chokhmah, as being like what we think of as a sia. So we th- see this actually where it, there's a... There's a, a quote here, a citation. This is from Tehillim, chapter 104, verse 24. It says, So, which literally means you made all of them with wisdom. So we see that there's this connection between making, between doing, and wisdom. So chokhmah and asiyah, there's a connection there when it comes to God. So what does that mean? So now the Altarab is going to focus in on this attribute of asiyah within a person, so or within any created being. So we say that, like, the we talked about how the, this attribute of action is like the lowest point in a person. So it's like when we go through that whole flow of chokhmah, tabina, tzadas, blah, 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 all the way down, the final place is that level of action. So it's like if you see somebody like just like walking down the street or whatever, it's like it, it doesn't really reveal that much about the person. It's kind of like the the lowest point of uh, of the vitality of the person is manifest within there, right? And we can and when we compare that to a person's chokhmah, it's like a huge gap. Like it's like when you think about when you actually, if you were able to actually peek into a person's brain and see what their chokhmah is, that would give us like a much deeper sense of like, oh wow, this is who this person is. Like imagine going into like Albert Einstein's brain versus just watching him drink a cup of coffee or something, you know? know, like kind of maybe compare it in that way. And so then going back to that level of the action, so let's say that action of drinking coffee or something, in comparison to the life force of the letters of speech is that action of drinking is also is considered like nothing, right? So it's like we're going from below to above. So it's like the level of action is considered like nothing compared to the vitality that's in the level of speech, which is like nothing in comparison to the levels, uh, to the vitality that's found in the levels of thought. So, so we spoke about all this yesterday also, like about how there's the, like a, a per- person's speech maybe reveals them and in, in has a little bit more vi- vitality in it than a person's just like pure actions. Like let's say you picture Albert Einstein drinking a cup of coffee. Let's go with that analogy. So it's like him drinking the coffee is like, okay, that. It, it doesn't really tell us that much about him. It's like a very mundane kind of act that anybody could do. Then if you hear him actually like talking, you know, it, I mean, I guess it depends what it is that he's talking about, but that might give us a little bit more of an insight into his vitality and like, oh, this person seems pretty smart, right? But if we were to actually go inside of his thoughts, 
And then the thoughts, we see that those thoughts are actually the origin of his speech. And so his thoughts in comparison to what it is he's actually teaching us, it's like, oh, wow, his thoughts are all over the place. There's a lot more going on in his thoughts. But then when we compare his thoughts compared to the vitality that's in his attributes, in his personality, in his emotions, they actually the thoughts actually lose their value, then we see that actually the source of the vitality of the thoughts is coming from his attributes, from his emotional makeup. And then his emotional makeup we see is actually coming from a much deeper place that's coming from his mind, from his intellectual faculties, his chokma, bina, and das, which are the source of the midas, right? So then it's like we see that there was this huge, huge progression from Albert Einstein drinking the cup of coffee all the way to his actual intellect. There's, It's like... You cannot compare the two. It's like this really big jump. And so the ultra rabbi says, this is exactly that type of jump that we're making from the action to the intellect in a person is that same jump of God's wisdom, God's intellect, which is the beginning of the vitality of all the worlds in comparison to God himself. So think about that for a moment. I'll, I'll give you guys a, sun, a, a minute to really meditate upon that idea. So it's like picture Albert Einstein drinking the cup of coffee, Drink, he's drinking that cup compared to Albert Einstein's brain, his genius brain. So now we're starting there in that brain. That's the source of everything, the source of vitality of all the worlds. But for God, that level of God's wisdom, which is the source through which he created all the worlds, is like nothing in comparison to who he really is. It's it's as if God, it's as if the God is drinking the coffee cup. So it's like the way God, God's intellect is to him like drinking that coffee, if that makes sense. And not only that, it's actually, this is this comparison is true to many, many, many more degrees, to a myriad levels of degrees more than this comparison between in a person when we look at their wisdom and when we look at their action. And because, because in comparison to like, again, Albert Einstein drinking the cup of coffee, versus Albert Einstein's wisdom, like, yes, there's a very big jump, but it's only by five degrees, right? There's a level of the action, there's a level of speech, that's two, there's a level of thought, that's three, then there's a level of his emotive attributes, four, and then there's his actual intellect. So that's five degrees of separation. But when it comes to God, God is so far removed above the level of God's wisdom to an myriads and myriads of degrees to an infinite degree. So that's it for today. That's the end of the section. And so just to kind of to sum it up is that like it's when we talk about uh, wisdom down here, when we talk about this idea of how wisdom is really the highest of, uh, of everything, the highest the the origin of all of our, our vitality we think of we get put it on a very high pedestal and we see how wisdom is very far removed from action from the actual motion that a person is doing but when we talk about god and when we talk about god's wisdom which is the source of the creation of all the worlds that's actually the lowest level for god and there's actually like so many levels above that to an infinite degree that we can't even imagine so that when we think about action for us, like when we think about the motion of walking or drinking a cup of coffee or whatever, that's like the level at which God is operating when he's operating within his faculty of wisdom. So that, and, and to an infinite degree, because for us, there's only five degrees of separation, but for God, there's an infinite level of, of degrees of separation between who God really is versus God's wisdom. So that's it for today. And so I know these ideas can be kind of tricky to understand at first, but hopefully you are bearing with me and with the text 
And so that's it for now. And we will continue along these lines tomorrow when we continue with chapter nine. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.